Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. You are listening to Troubadours and Tours with E.W. Conundrum Demure on Radio Free Brooklyn. Welcome to episode 280 of Troubadours and Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we have a really spiritual conversation, wonderful conversation with Brenda Fernandez, artist, composer, musician, chanter, singer, with her doctorate in what I say, what I call humanity. We talk to Brenda about the present, the past, being an artist, meditation, about dis-ease, oh, and so much more. A grand conversation today with Brenda Fernandez on the program. We have an EWSA entitled Reenactment, and the second part of our associate producer Michael Pavise's Summer Fantasia series. This one is titled Mike Pence Meets the Wolfman. And it's just as disturbing as the first one in this series, I think you'll find. Also, we have a poem titled Screen Door. All of this will be infused, as is always the case, with the energy of several great tunes. Let's get to it. Episode 280 of Troubadours and Tours. The strand of beverage falls out from the sky Flashing back down on the Hudson and Panther Martin's eyes He's high on the outside wearing candy alphabet Scarlet gave him 27 stitches in his head With a pint of green sharp shoes ain't nothing seems right You buy this on the paper on a Saturday night You hear the thunder, someone stole my watch I saw the corn of blood and bought a half a pint of scotch Someone told a Chinaman down on Telegraph Canyon Road When you're on a bill with a spoon, ain't no time to unload So bye-bye, baby, baby, bye-bye Tore a puppy in the prado were laughing as they piled into almost El Dorado. Jesus whispered in him, mini, mini, mighty more. Too proud to duck their heads while they bring it down so low. So bye bye, baby. Baby, bye bye. The pointed man is smack dab in the middle of July. Swinging from the rafters in his brand new tie. 
Said I can't go back to that hotel morning to shout. But listen, I'll stick with you, baby, till the money runs out. So bye-bye, baby. Baby, bye-bye. Is it because I am lazy that the orange mess presently residing in our White House distracts me quite effectively with his absurd, self-absorbed ways? I went for a haircut today. A man in his early 70s, looking like a well-aged, big-haired, late-20th-century rock musician, tended to my long, graying locks and the unavoidable bald area in back. Had my eyebrows and ear hair trimmed, too. My two younger boys stuffed their pockets with several types of candy as they fluttered about the hip cotier furnished waiting area. Bob talked with me about a regular, long-time client who was expected to arrive soon. An opera singer, now in her 80s, Bob believes, though she claims to be in her early 70s. When she comes into the salon, she shares stories of times spent with the jet set in New York City, carousing with Elizabeth Taylor, Rock Hudson, and the like. One of Bob's assistants is a mother and writer in our community who just finished a book documenting the history and stories of the Underground Railroad that passed through our town. She is African-American and has direct descendants who migrated from the South to escape the culture of slavery in the United States. Sandra doesn't have photos of her ancestors from that time for her book. She had her children pose at a local park as slaves on the run to use as a sort of reenactment. I thought to myself, how powerful, 
How poignant. I asked her how her children are doing. She said they are doing fine, though one recently felt the need to leave the nest. Her name is Georgia. She moved to South Carolina. Sandra looks forward to her coming back to our northeast, back home. Brenda Fernandez, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> it's Troubadours and Rock on Tours calling. Yours truly, E.W. Conundrum. 
How are you? I am fine, and it's so nice to have you on the program. Uh, before we, I know you pretty well. We've talked many times before uh, on television programs and in, at parties and out in the community. But I, I, a lot of our listeners, most of them, I would imagine, don't know who you are. So let me share a little background before we get started with our conversation. Sure. All right. Brenda Fernandez was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. She is an established singer, composer, songwriter, and visual artist. She uses the healing power of harmony, vibration, and rhythm to bring the listener into a transformed state. She blends meditative beats, harmonium, piano, and soothing vocal melodies with mantra and prayerful lyrics. Her angelic sound emanates from the soul. In 2018, Brenda began performing, quote, sacred space concerts, which take place in any quiet and intimate setting that is created into a sacred space for sound healing, upliftment, and musical synergy. The beauty of this kind of concert is rare and provides the listener with a deeper connection to sound and their inner being as well. Brenda's concerts are a mixture of song, storytelling, and teaching the meditative and healing benefits of chant. She has an associate's degree in fine art, a bachelor's degree in art therapy, and a doctorate in humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, Brenda (laughs) Fernandez. I I wanted to ask you before your program begins, what what does EW stand for? Enigma Wrapped. Enigma Wrapped. Wow. Enigma. That's that's really cool. I would have never guessed that. You know, it's neat that I think you're the first guest to ever ask, and now, you know, you've shared a bit of, uh, I guess, trivial information with those listeners that we have. That's cool that you, that you asked. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, let's get in to our conversation. I, you know, first of all, uh, let's let's hear a little bit about your background, so people could kind of understand your journey as a person. Um, gosh, it's you know it's interesting because I practice and have practiced many many years of present moment awareness, and um, I meditate daily. Uh, Pretty, pretty much, and um, my days might have goals, but the, the, the essence underneath the days are focused upon just breath and present moment awareness, so to ask where I come from or, or to get like pieces of the puzzle together as the person it's almost funny to ask that because I am only now, like, not to be um, silly about it or to be abstract about it, but there's only so much of our past that could kind of, I guess if we don't transform from that, then we can't really keep learning and growing. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... Sure, it makes sense. Um, I definitely, um, I feel that the older I get and the more 
the more time I spend on the earth, the less I even care about the past at all. Um, and, uh, you know, every artist, every creative person has a story, you know, um, and, uh, there's always challenges and there's always, um, like for instance, uh, I just got a text from a friend who just was at the Bowie Is um, exhibit in Brooklyn. Yeah, I heard about that. And he, and he said that there was a quote on the wall or somewhere, and it said that something to do with Bowie had a lot of suicide um, in his family, in his life, like a lot of death. And he knew he was going to be safe because he was an artist. And when I read that, um, it spoke really true to me, and it got me right in the throat because um, that that has been my past. It feels like there was always a lot of death or a lot of um, um, trying to, like, kind of grow out of the muck, uh, so to speak, you know, like the, the lotus in the, in the pond. And um, I guess the last 20 years of my life, I've built a, a beautiful life of creativity and resilience and peace. And um, it, it definitely comes through um, my music and my art and my humanness um, and my day-to-day living. Um, and, and by no means am I saying I'm perfect. I still, I'm a fiery person. I still get angry and upset and sad and confused and um, out of my mind, insane. But my goal every day is to live in appreciation and to live um, fully and healthy, you know. And, and And dwelling on the past, I guess, would dwell be the right word, is not something that you believe uh, sort of cultivates uh, the, the sort of um, experience in, uh, in this life that you want to have. Exactly, yeah. I mean, when I was younger, um, the past made me who I was, and I was very identified with, with what the past was and how it, how it made me. And then I started reading a lot, and I started doing a lot of internal searching, a lot of inward looking. And little by little, a lot of a lot dropped away, and I started to feel freer. I started to feel lighter. And I started to feel my soul more, because I think our spirit is timeless. It's not stuck in a past, and it's not, it's not in the future. You know, it's... It's, it's point blank right here and right now. Um, and from a creative point of view, when you write something or you paint something or you you have an idea, it's in this moment. It's not something that it just it's kind of a happening. And that's what's um, that's what the artist gets to keep learning that that's where the the beauty is, you know. In, in the moment, and in, in, in how they're experiencing it, then. Yeah. What What about how a piece of uh, art, whether it be, uh, you know, a painting or a song, 
um, uh, dance, theater, what have you, uh, how it transcends into the future, if you will. What do you make of that? In the context well, of I mean, yeah, I mean, any. I think any good piece of of art or music still resounds timeless. Like you can you can hear a Bach sonata or a um, like a soft uh, Indian flute that maybe from the 1930s or maybe I don't know, like a pe- a piece of music or uh, or art that when you look at it, you don't think of, you don't think too much. You just have this a uh, feeling of, um, like that you stop still. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. Yeah, it does. And I think uh, the way you put it makes sense too. It's it's not about the it, it transcends. So you're saying it goes into the future, but it's not even about that. It's just timeless. It's it stands in its own yeah. in the present as the present keeps coming. It keeps standing right. there and in and of itself because it's yeah, like there's so good. There's certain certain types of songs that I could hear, and every time I'll hear that one, and I'll just I'll sink right into it and think, wow, like this is just such a great song, and it's like not something that you could ever get sick of because it just. It hits you somewhere so deep, and you have no words to really explain it. It's just this personal uh, gem of something, but it, it it can't be it can't be defined, you know. I I uh, and I love that. I love that we have gifts of music and uh, and art, especially music, to um, bring us there, you know. It's really wonderful. Well, you know, I think it, it go. It, it's important for me, at least, to say, you know, in, in amidst this conversation, that a lot of what we're we're trying to address and trying to wrap our minds around, it, it's it's tough to do so with just mere words and within that common traditional paradigm of human culture that we all are raised on. Uh, you know, the references yeah. we make and such. It really is. You have to kind of, there aren't words perhaps to, or, or common uh, reference points to uh, clearly communicate uh, exactly what we're, we're talking about here. And that's why a lot of folks that who go there as you are uh, in your life might be deemed out of touch or not in, you know, with the normal way of existence do you ever find that? Do you ever feel that? Do you care about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I was uh, one night hanging out with a friend of mine years ago, and it was like, you know, three in the morning, and we were out. It, we were in uh, Brooklyn, just ha- having a good time, and she had said something to me saying, you know, come come down to Earth. You know, like you need to like get get back on track with like reality, and um, and I don't have to go into what the subject matter was um, too much, but I just started laughing because I felt like when you when you are on a path of 
of like a, a spiritual path. You don't, you're not paying attention or, or say not even it's a spiritual path. Say it's a, you're building a craft or you're learning how to woodwork or you're learning, you know, and then someone says, wow, you, you built this beautiful chair and you don't even realize that you've come so far in your practice and in your learning and in, in your, your whittling or your, you know, poking around that you become this thing that others, maybe others can feel it, you know, and it could be frustrating for some people, like, but now in my life, because that was many years ago, um, so you got frustrated. You got frustrated with that comment made by your friend to come back down to earth. Um, no, I just, I felt like I needed to learn how to communicate better. Like, I feel like I want people to understand understand me. And But if I can't... If I can't communicate what it is I'm feeling or thinking about properly to a person, like, say I feel, okay, I'm doing this as best as I can, and they still don't understand, that's okay, too. You know, I didn't. I didn't feel threatened from that comment. I just felt like, oh damn, like I want her to like feel me. I want her to to to, to go inside my mind or go inside my brain and like see it through my perspective. But we can't do that, you know, because we're separate ent- entities. You know, you're you're a whole universe. I'm a whole universe. So it's like. Sometimes it's really hard, but there. That then again, going back to music and art, that brings us together somehow, you know, or laughter, or uh, sometimes even dancing, or you know, simple simple things like even watching a sunset. Everybody agrees that watching a sunset is just beautiful, you know, and 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 sweet, you know. I would imagine. <laughs> I think Maybe there are some people. <laughs> I, I think I think uh, I, I'm sorry for saying this before I even say it. you're going to have to work hard to get this negativity out. It's going to be on you. I think uh, in, uh, Donald Trump doesn't like sunsets. I think he, uh, yeah, I think he thinks they're sad and stupid. They're a waste of time. They're weak. So what else do you have to ask? <laughs> That was what beautiful. Other, what, that was what beautiful. What other beautiful questions do you have to ask? <laughs> I am going to ask you. That's the way to handle it. It doesn't even, yes. You just taught me a great lesson, Brenda. I, I want to go to the power of meditation and music. Okay. Yeah. You, you are great. a practitioner as well as a student in this realm. I'm, I'm sure uh, yeah. it's safe to say. So. Yeah. Tell us Definitely. a bit. Um, well, uh, uh, many, many, many years ago, I was uh, diagnosed with a couple of different health issues. And I learned, I taught myself yoga. I bought a book. I think I was, I don't know, 17 or something. I bought a book and I would learn all the movements and breathing and whatever. And then years and years later, I kept practicing and then going to yoga classes and then within the yoga culture 
you know, they would play this beautiful music sometimes in class, like uh, very calming, soothing music that sometimes had a mantra in it or a repetitive sound or something. And um, I remember buying a few CDs online of um, just a couple of different singers and uh, I wanted to kind of like expand my musical uh, library. And then I started to, um, years later, get into uh, something called kundalini yoga, which is like a pretty intense yoga, a lot of quick movements, a lot of breathing exercises, a lot of mantra and mudra and um, using like using the idea that the the there is um, there's a science behind breath and there's a science behind sound and tone and how your tongue hits per- certain parts of the top of your mouth and how and it all goes back to our our bodies being vessels of vibration and then getting into that and then being a composer and writing music, then I started to study a little bit about sound healing and um, looking at the cells in the body as, like, say if there is dis-ease or disease, that there's something out of whack, like this, this, the vibration. If you look at the body solely as vibration and not as skin and organs and and muscle and bone and everything, but if you look at it as a vibration, because each each part in your body actually has a tone to it or a frequency, which is really, really fascinating. And I could go into, like, cymatics and go into, like, all sorts of cool scientific ideas about it, but to bring it back to the most simple basic thing is that Imagine all if there's some cells in your body that are out of whack. If you just maybe hum, or you you um, you maybe uh, do some kind of sound with your mouth, and then you could kind of imagine all those cells coming into oneness, coming into one sound, so they're not all fragmented and and going at a different um, pattern or rhythm or whatever, like, and even think about the idea of sound health, when someone says, well, he's in his, he's in sound health, that means he's whole, or he's, or she is, is, it's like one, like, yeah, everything's okay, everything's kind of in a straight line, but sometimes when we get out of balance, I mean, most can agree that they're out of balance because we live in a world that's completely um, insane. <laughs> so we're being we're being pulled in all these different directions, physically, emotionally, mentally. Um, you know, all all those uh, all those uh, directions. So I think that meditation or chanting and the use of mantra, these old Sanskrit. They're just sounds, you know, they, they, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't even matter what the meaning is because it's just like a lullaby to your heart or a lullaby to your, your soul, you know. Could, and, uh, could you give us, could you give us a little? 
You are listening to Troubadours and Tours with E.W. Conundrum Demure on Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, well, the most common one is, is um, A-U-M. Yes, that's the point. It's like a bell. I mean, there's a there's a mil- there's like thousands of uh, mantras. There's um, the big one in um, the Kundalini Yoga tradition is Ong Namo Gurudev Namo. And you would sing it. So if you think, so if you think about it as a song, um, like Ong Namo Gurudev Namo. Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. And and maybe you add a, like a little beat to that or a little something, and then before you know it, it like it kind of takes over your brain. And you know, the other cool thing about mantra is it really does um, fire up your brain and brings your two hemispheres uh, to a complete like rotation. So that the hemispheres are working together, and just like with using breath, it works the same way. You know, like all these, there's so many deep breathing techniques out there um, these days. Like you know, from YouTube to any kind of like website for you know for mental health and whatnot. But if you if if the person practices this stuff and they really uh, make space in their life, whether it's a minute or three minutes or an hour a day or whatever works for you. Like, say you're so busy, but you sit down every morning for one minute and just breathe or just chant one sound. It could even be amen, like amen, amen, something soft and just easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How often? Um, how often do you... Uh Meditate and chant each day for your own well-being. Um, well, every day I like to I like to meditate in the morning, um, and sometimes when I come home from work, I like to sit quietly again. And if I'm feeling really and lately, uh, I've been doing a little bit at night, and um, I do I do an appreciation practice in the morning and at night too, like before I go to bed. I'll think about, for like five minutes, I'll think about all the things I appreciate, just as they spontaneously come up in my mind. Or I'll appreciate the pillow or the, the bed or the, the wind coming into the window or my my belly being full from dinner or my purring cat or whatever. And that kind of sets between meditating and then appreciation. It sets the sleep pattern and then you wake up feeling a little more refreshed. Um, I mean, that's been my experience. It's probably different for every every person, every individual. So but, you're, um, you're not binge-watching television at night and things like that? Um, not really. I mean, I like to watch a good movie uh, every now and then, especially like on the weekend if it's raining. I'm just or, trying to like, gauge... I'm trying to gauge, you know, people that are listening. Is is Brenda this Buddhist, or is she someone who is living? Oh, I'm not a a Buddhist. I'm not 
I'm not Hindu, I'm not Christian, I'm not Muslim, I'm not anything. I'm just a person. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a free a free spirit who who likes to feel good. That's all. <laughs> and with all of this, and this again, I was asking you about the past. Now I'm going to ask you about the future. Uh, we only have a couple minutes yeah. left in our conversation. Where Where do you hope to go? Well, right now, uh, musically, I'm I'm writing a new. I'm I'm working on a new album. I should be finished by the end of July, maybe, and then we'll mix it and get it mastered and do all the fun stuff of the graphics and everything and. Um, I'm ho- I'm hoping that I'll I will um, have more concerts, more small concerts, and I'd love to I'd love to branch out to other um, states and other co- cities in the in the world to do that. I mean, that's definitely my vision. I I see myself singing and playing music to many many people out in, out in the world I, I my my desire is to share this music that is coming to me um, and I find so much healing and um, connection with it you know the concerts that I've been giving um, around the Scranton area they've been just so sweet and intimate and well received um, and as far as my art goes, uh, I, I have now I have this like little T-shirt company, and I have nice little um, kind of like inspiring words, you know, for people to remember, so they could wear it on their chest. And you know, the designs are 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 going to be, uh, I guess, whatever they're going to be, but. Um, Focusing mostly on, on music and um, uh, just uh, keeping it keeping it easy, keeping things easy, you know. And and uh, all this comes from you. And uh, how uh, it's genuine. It's genuinely Brenda Fernandez, I would imagine. And uh, I, I I I feel you should probably share some contact information in case people want to see what you're offering, seeing what, you know, check out what you're doing, things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, I have on Facebook, I have, uh, a few websites. Um, I have one where if someone wants to listen to some of my music or, um, of course on Facebook, there's images of paintings or things that I've drawn and, um, if they want to contact me um, for future events or um, artistic endeavors, that would be great. Yeah, sure. So that that would just be uh, searching for Brenda and then Fernandez, F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-S. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to play some music of yours after the interview. Um and I, I guess, yeah, I don't know if that's a, that's available as well at, 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 via Facebook. Yeah, that's uh, available. There's a there's a website called Kunyaki, and you could buy my late my last album right there, right then and there. So, uh, excellent. And uh, any closing thoughts for the throngs of listeners, Brenda Fernandez? Um, 
I guess uh, be honest with yourself and 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 um, and uh, learn how to to love yourself as you are. <laughs> I like that. It. <laughs> I like it. I like it, Brenda. Uh, it I... always the time the time always goes so quickly with you. Oh, I know. Enigma. I know, I know, I know. Thank you, thank you, by, by for calling me by my first name. Um, yeah, it's always a pleasure. I love you. I think you're beautiful. Well, I love you as well. Thank you. And we'll see you out and about soon. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Mike Pence meets the Wolfman. I had that dream again, Mother. I'm in a field picking daisies. I'm pretty sure I'm making a bouquet for you, Mother. I lie back among the flowers and gaze up at the blue sky, and I see a spot in the sky, and as the spot gets nearer and nearer, I see that it's a man, a flying man, a bird man, Mother, a handsome man with colorful plumage that catches the light of the sun and dazzles my eyes. The flying man gets closer and closer and suddenly swoops down, grabbing me with his sharp talons and ascends into the azure sky with poor me dangling beneath him. Then I woke up. What do you think it means, Mother? Well, Mother, I'm off on my nature hike. And no, Mother, I won't put that in quotes. It's Rock Creek Park, Mother. It's nature. I'm wearing my sun hat and my khaki cargo shorts, and I'm slathered in insect repellent. My canteen is full of fresh water, and I have bags of trail mix in my pockets. I'm ready for an outdoor adventure, Mother. I had a full and happy day romping through the woods, but as the sun began to set, I made a dreadful mistake, Mother. I strayed from the trail, the well-trod path. Oh, I know how many times you told me never, ever to stray from the well-trod path. You warned me of the dangers of the dark woods. But, oh, Mother, the woods are so lovely and tempting. I say that to my shame, my cheeks burning red. I fear I'm lost. I hear rustling in the bushes. My heart skips a beat. I hear a squeal. I hold my breath. Could it be a wild boar, I thought? And then I heard giggles. Surely that was no creature of the forest. Then all of a sudden, two strapping men, in the buff mother, and the altogether mother, naked as the proverbial jaybird mother, rushed past me and merrily dashed back into the emerald expanse of trees. Well, I sat on a rock to collect myself. What kind of a park is this, I wondered. I heard rustling. More playmates, I pondered. And in the dark, two eyes gleamed at me. Two bright blue eyes burning with, I must say it, mother, desire. As the form approached, his musky scent filled my nostrils. I could begin to make out his striking features, his firm jaw, his widow's peak, Paul, I whispered. Speaker Ryan? He grunted and bestowed on me a teeth-bearing smile that must have melted the cold hearts of the Sisters of Mercy when he was in parochial school back in Janesville, Wisconsin. Oh, Mother, I was discombobulated. The strange scene brought me back to the time I played Blanche in our grade school production of A Streetcar Named Desire. In the glow of the footnights, I clutched my pretty shift and confronted the brute Stanley, played by my equally brutish classmate, Freddy. Paul. Shall I call him Paul, Mother? Or shall I call him the Beast? The Man-Beast. The Wolf-Man. Paul came closer and closer, and as the full moon broke through the clouds and bathed us in blue light, we howled, Mother.
we howled. I've been a bad boy again, mother, haven't I? I'm at the bottom of the stairs, knowing that you're up there, clutching the hairbrush that will soon be making my backside blush. I am so deserving of my punishment, mother, and I quiver in anticipation as I climb the stairs. threaded shard of metal into the brown varnished piece of wood as the first step 
The front screen door opens and closes quite summer-like now. I am happy and proud. And the living is easy. Oh, 
And there you have it, episode 280 of Troubadours and Rock on Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, our good friend, artist, composer, musician, chanter, singer, Brenda Fernandez. i also like to thank our associate producer, Dr. Michael Pavise, and these musical artists, John Hammond, Tracy Chapman, Brenda Fernandez, David Bowie, Ella Fitzgerald, and Louis Armstrong, and of course, Django Reinhardt, Stefan Grappelli, Bradford Marsalis, and Terrence Blanchard, too. Until next week, enjoy this one. Thanks for listening.